Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. In the name of the Christ child born in Bethlehem, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. We are recording this on Tuesday, December the 22nd, in the year of our Lord, 2020. We're recording this two days before we would normally be gathering in this space to celebrate our Christmas Eve services. And we're doing that so that we can take this tape and edit it and have it ready for you to use and to watch on Christmas Eve. We're recording this late in the day, 
so that we can create the same kind of lighting, the same kind of ambiance, the same kind of feeling that you would experience if you were here live. We're recording this because the world, this old world, is in a pandemic. I'll bet that you never in your life thought you would hear a Christmas Eve sermon start out like that, did you? I will tell you plainly, I never thought I would ever start one like that either. But the reality of this year, the uncertainty, the fear, the frustration, the disease itself, makes everything different this year. The feeling is different. No matter how we try to make it feel like Christmas, it's just different. And we don't like it. But it is what we have to deal with this year. But Christmas is often uneasy. All we try to make everything merry and bright, but the circumstances in our world or the circumstances in our own lives sometimes makes that quite a struggle. The very first Christmas was tough too. It began in darkness. There was the darkness of oppression as God's people were defeated and occupied by a foreign power. There was the darkness of persecution. You remember why it was that all these characters came together on that fateful night? They had to travel to be part of a census. And that census would be used to impose a universal tax, a hated tax. It was given to Caesar. It was the darkness of disillusionment. A feeling that no one was going to be able to help improve their lot. In fact, there was a growing number of people who thought that violence, rather than faith, was the best way forward. On that first Christmas, the mood was one of despair, disappointment, disgust, and resignation. Christmas began in the darkness. As it was then, so it is with us now. We too live in a world that seems much heavier, much darker than it has in years past. There's no need for us to go through the litany of reasons why everything feels so dark and heavy for us this year. But it is a safe bet to say that in some way, at some time, the darkness has touched the lives of every one of us. We need to be very careful not to be so naive as to deny the darkness. The Scriptures certainly don't. 
Nowhere in the Scriptures do they try to just give us a nice little pep talk or to tell us, well, things aren't really as bad as they seem. Instead, the Scriptures affirm that the darkness is real. That it's present. Even in the soaring words we hear from Isaiah, we hear that God's people walked in darkness, lived in a land of deep darkness. And Luke reminds us that those who first received the good news were shepherds tending their flocks by night. Nighttime is a dangerous time for sheep and for shepherds. Predators lurk in the darkness seeking to steal a lamb or harm a shepherd. So the darkness is just as real as the light. And for us, the predator this year has been a virus. It lurks across our world seeking to steal our health or even our life. It's called a corona virus. That word has become a curse to us. And it has made Christmas and everything leading up to it feel uneasy, even dark. But that's exactly why we need Christmas. Christmas doesn't deny the darkness, but Christmas is our promise that the darkness isn't all there is. And that it doesn't last forever. Isaiah tells us that those who had been in deep darkness have seen a great light. Good news of great joy was given to those people living under the darkness of oppression and disillusionment and despair. That same good news came to those lowly shepherds working in the darkest night to stay safe and protect their sheep from the predators. And I can just imagine how the night sky must have exploded with light as the glory shone around them and the angelic choir sang glory to God in the highest. Christmas means God comes even in our darkness. I was reminded of how true that is the other day when I was leaving church to go home. It was just after sunset. And the winter sky had already begun to darken in the north and the east. I sat in the driveway going out onto Market Street looking as the traffic was flying by like it always does. And in that moment, I noticed how the glow that was left over from the sunset had turned the horizon a golden orange. Here's a picture 
of something very much like it that I took yesterday at the beach. We went down there to see Saturn and Jupiter that was so unique this year. But when I saw that first one in the driveway, it occurred to me, that's a corona, a light at the edge of the darkness. That even as darkness was settling all around me, a corona reminded me there is still a light. I thought in that strangely wonderful moment that the word we have associated so much with distress and disease and death is also the word that indicates the presence of the light. It dawned on me. That is the message of Christmas. The message we need to hear so badly in 2020. And so the message of Christmas night is that Christmas is about what is real, what is tough, what is honest, and not simply of memories and merriness. Christmas is about God coming to us in the midst of the muck and mire of daily living. It's about God breaking into our world when times are not pleasant and not merry. Christmas is the wonderful and mysterious story that is chock full of good news. And that good news message is this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That message courses through this entire story. God's message to Joseph was, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. God's message to Mary was, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. God's message to those shepherds was, do not be afraid, for a Savior has been born to you. God's message to us on this night, in this year, is do not be afraid, for Christ is born to you. Born as a light in the midst of our darkness. Born is a promise that the darkness did not, will not, cannot overcome. And for me this year, and I hope maybe for you too, that the sign of that promise is that corona of light. In so many of our Christmas images, we see the Christ child crowned with that halo of light, a corona of majesty and glory. And that corona is a visual reminder that because of Christmas, God has come into the world in flesh and blood. Emmanuel, God with us. And though we see 
his head crowned with glory, glory that is due him for sure. We know the story continues as he humbles himself, as he gives himself completely to take away our curse, gave himself so that we can trust the good news that God continues to come again and again and again. To come into places that we feel certain are empty and as dark as a grave. But by the wonder of the Word made flesh, life happens. That's what God does. That's what God has done since the very beginning. God speaks into the darkness, into the chaos into the nothingness, and light breaks forth. Because of Christmas, it will never be so dark that you cannot see the light. We are recording this as darkness settles in around us so that we can create the same lighting the same feeling, the same ambiance that you would feel if you were here, God. We are recording this so that you may hear and remember that even though we are not together, we are never alone. We are recording this to proclaim that even if we feel like a people who have walked in darkness, that is not the end of our story. So go out into the night. Notice the darkness. It is real. Christmas begins in the dark. But look for the corona of light. And do not be afraid. Christ is born. Light has come. Glory to God and I.